So, Garrett, for the skit this week, uh, do you have any ideas? Um, well, it should be something about the L being Leviathan and no one figuring it out. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Even when they say it in the same sentence. Um. Wait, do you smell that? Um. Yes, even though the logistics of that happening is very unlikely. Oh, it smells like soup. Uh, yes, it does smell like nondescript soup. Ooh, I think I want some of that. Well, we have to record this episode first. Mm, okay, let's hurry and get that over with, because I want soup. Fair enough. Hello and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digital and Rewatch podcast, where I'm Shin Garrett. And I am Kit Kat. And this week is episode 105, where we talk about episode 36 of... 36? 36. 38. No, 36. Oh, yep. 36. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely sure about this one. I can't read is what we're learning today. Six and eight aren't even like alike that much. I mean, maybe I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> okay, that's fair. They sort of have a similar squiggly shape if you're squinting at them, which is what's happening right now. Okay, I can accept that. Um, yeah. So, O two this week was called uh, Stone Soup, or in Japanese, uh, Hagane no Tenshi. Shakoman, or whatever the name of the new Digimon was. You didn't have the little person say it for us? No. I I did not have the robot say it for us. She has such a cute little voice. Yeah, Steel Angel, I'm not sure about. Yeah, and I don't know how to say Digimon's name. Shakoman? Shakoman? Yeah, I would think that's what it is. Because it's Shakoman. Oh my, I don't know. I've never claimed to know how to pronunciate things. Pronunciate? Yep, that's the word I'm using for it. Well, and I'm not sure what that means in Japanese, but um, uh, this character is very clearly, a, and I'm going to mispronounce this probably, but a dogu, which are like little, I think they're clay figurines. Um that were made in Japan for a long time. Okay. I knew these looked really familiar, so I went to go look them up. Um, and they're really common in Eastern Japan and very rare in Western Japan. And nobody knows what they're for. Gotcha. But I'm, I'm glad they didn't pick the one that, um, they call, uh, Joman Venus because it would be very awkward show. It's that one is, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. It looks like, um, it looks like the bottom half of, or like the back half of a rhino with a cross sticking out of it with a head at the top and two little tiny boobies in the middle. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so looking at the etymology of this Digimon, um, it does reference the Shikoi Dogu. I don't know how to pronounce the, the line over the O. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but that means, did they tell you that means googly eyed? Um, the Shikoki? Yes, it, it does on Wikipedia <laughs> right now. I didn't realize that's where they were getting it from. It, it makes sense now. Um, and the fact that we're so deep in etymology means that neither of us like this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia says another distinguishing feature of the objects, these particular um, dogu, is that they have exaggerated feminine buttocks, chest, and thighs. <laughs> what, you, well then, yep, that's what it says. <laughs> Interesting. So, Digimon. Yes, digital monsters. Yep. Do you want to tell me about this episode, or do you want to tell me about Atmon? I would love to tell you about this episode. Um, essentially, um, <sighs> Davis gets mad because Cody's running late because Cody's doing his school duties, and then they go to the digital world. Um, meanwhile, Arakinimon and Mamimon, um, are trying to follow Black or Greymon around and then they're afraid they're going to get destroyed. So they run away and they end up in, um, Digimon or Digiworld Chinatown and they smell the soup and they get really excited and they go in there. Um, and then, uh, the kids show up and there's a battle, but the kids are, the kids Digimon are hungry, so they don't really do a very good job. Uh, and so Arakinamon and Mummymon run away and then their car explodes and then they find the spring of Chinese soup and, um, the, the restaurant owner whacks Mummymon and says, don't drink from that. You need to be permitted. And he's like, whatevs. And so then he drinks from it and the Holy stone appears and the ring slides off with zero effort. Um, and then black war Greymon shows up and, uh, breaks the stone basically, but, uh, everybody manages to Joe gross. So that's exciting, I guess. Yeah. And then it kind of ends on a cliffhanger, huh? Yes. Um, yeah. Digimon digital monsters there's maybe like actually five minutes of content in this 24 minute episode (laughs) yeah pretty much um do you want to talk for a minute about the troubling relationship between mamemon and arakinemon um no i'll let you enlighten me on that (laughs) um so i understand that it's troubling it is troubling yes because um Mummy Mon is like constantly trying to touch her and Arakanamon is not into it. Um, however, she just, when he gets to be too much, she like whacks him away. And instead of like having a discussion with him about boundaries and then it, if he, um, violates them, you know, moving away from him, spending less time with him, telling him that she doesn't want to be his friend. She doesn't want him around if he's going to be like that. And so there's this kind of weird, situation where it seems like she needs him as an assistant so she puts up with his behavior to a certain extent and then when he gets too troubling she hits him which you know is actually 
kind of how a lot of codependent abusive relationships start where it's like, I need you, I need you, but you're upsetting me. And then somebody hits somebody and it goes downhill from there. So they need to go to counseling and make better choices about their relationships. Okay. Yes. That that's the short version. That's the um did you see, did you hear? Did you tell you about the relationship between Arakinamon and and Mummy Mon? Well then. <laughs> um, I thought Chinatown was really pretty. Yeah, it was interesting at the I don't know, it just kind of came out of nowhere, and they're just like, oh yeah, of course Digi Chinatown exists and is a thing. Well, I'm also interested, because I always thought Chinatown was kind of an American thing, or like any place, you know, I mean, like we have Japan towns, and we have, you know, Italy, little Italy, little Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera, but it it seems like that's, I, I just didn't imagine that there were Chinatowns in Japan, since they're so close to each other, we don't have Canada towns. We don't, I mean, I guess we have like little Mexico. So, but I mean, but they're quote unquote of the same race. So it seems like they would mix better, more hetero, oh, homogeneously versus like Westerners and Easterners. Um, I don't know is my answer. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Uh, maybe just they have enough different stuff to warrant having that. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, what would you put in? What would you put in Little Canada? <laughs> um, poutine, uh-huh. maple syrup, uh huh, ice hockey. I don't. Uh, I don't think you put hockey in in one of the. The little town places, yeah. Yeah, they'll have a little ice hockey rink in the middle. Okay, sure. Uh, and then lumberjacks and speaking French to be completing the stereotype. Okay. And then there would just be a giant boot, a statue of a boot at the front, and that would be called <laughs> a boot, and that would be Canada Town. I hope we don't have any Canadian listeners who are now, like, never going to listen to our show again. Um, We definitely do, and you've definitely um, alienated them at this point. So sorry. I'm just kidding. I love Canadians, and stereotypes are stupid. Poutine is amazing. I, how can you have... Oh, wait, yeah, generally normal poutine. Well... No, no poutine there is definitely gravy. has gravy. Uh, so I But there actually, is vegetable gravy. Like, I, I can yeah. understand. I can work this back. Yes. Um, there is a place in Chicago, um, called Chicago Diner where I have been many times and they have very delicious, uh, fake poutine. And I have been zero times. Well, I know where we're going tomorrow. Just kidding. Oh, 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 uh, Merry slash Happy Christmas to all of our listeners who celebrate. Yep. Um, very late post-dated happy hanukkah um yes that ended 
like a week ago, two weeks Christmas ago. Christmas is on time. Uh, Hanukkah is in the past. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. If you're listening to this when this comes out on Christmas, because Christmas is on a Tuesday this year, go figure. Yes. Yeah. Happy holidays, whatever you are celebrating. Enjoy time with your family and don't think about the weather. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, and- so I think I made my point about that there isn't like a lot to put in a Canada town, which is probably <laughs> why it doesn't exist. I guess. Like, I assume that that's why people like don't have like a little America oh. elsewhere. Oh, oh, we missed one. The one I was going for. Happy Boxing Day. That was the one I was going to, to get to. Okay. For the day after Christmas? For the day after Christmas. Okay. Okay, we can go back to Digimon now. Okay. I mean, we can go back to talking about the idea of little blank towns, too. Okay. Yes. Since, since this is where we are. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 So, uh, I thought they actually made a pretty funny joke in the... Cause, okay, so in the original one, Arakinemon, um hits... Mummy Mon in the head because he says it's a Chinatown and she's like, duh, I know it's a Chinatown. Everyone knows it's a Chinatown. So she abuses him. Um, which isn't very nice. But in the dub, instead, she says, Oh, I want to get sandals. And he says, Oh, cause you have those weird sticky feet or something like that. And then she hits him and being like, you know, I'm very sensitive about my feet, which made more sense to me as a reason to abuse someone. Not like I would do that, but. Okay. Sure, I suppose. I thought it was a better plot point. Really, I'm just here going, is this more of a problem that it's being looked into this much to assume this? Or <laughs> is having comedic villain relief bad? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a kid's show. You don't want them to have night terrors. Like, I I am a giant baby person, and I'm afraid of everything. And we watched um, that new show, Bird Box. Or not show, new movie, Bird Box, on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. It's a horror movie. Um, oh, okay. I wouldn't watch it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, neither would I normally. But I got through it, and then I was so worried last night that I was going to go to sleep and have nightmares. Because... I'm a tiny child, but I would not want anyone to watch Digimon and have nightmares about the villains. So I think they try to make the villains not too scary. Okay. So I'm okay with them having, you know, funny villain banter. Okay. I was more talking about the the hitting part, that that's kind of just the stereotype that they go through when they need to have bumbling villain characters. Mm, yes. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense psychologically, right? Like, people who are not very good at what they're doing tend to be more aggressive and abusive because they're trying to make up for the fact that they're not able to do the thing they want to do. Also that they're villains? Also that they're villains, yes. I agree with you. People who hit other people are definitely villains, unless they're MMA fighters. But even some of those people are not that great. Sorry to all of our MMA listeners. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so you count MMA, but you don't count wrestling? I mean, wrestling is not like, I don't know. To me, if the other person knows that you're going to hit them, it's not really the same. Like in, in professional so it gets wrestling. A pass. 
Huh? So it gets a pass. Yeah, like in professional wrestling, they make an agreement. This is what they're going to do. Everybody knows what's going to happen. It's more or less a choreographed dance with hitting. But like everybody agrees to it. I think that's a little different than not knowing what's coming and trying to actually fight each other. Because like, you know who the heel is. You know who's going to win, et cetera, et cetera. Like not that the heel never wins, but there's a different kind of setup versus like, Something where you're like, okay, I'm just going to beat the living tar out of this person and hopefully win. Seems different. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yes. Um, so there definitely was a recorder in this opening of this episode, right? Like that's the instrument they were playing? Uh, when? In the very beginning of this episode. When they're doing the establishing scat- establishing shot of outside the school. Boy, I have no idea. I can bring it up and listen to it. Because it definitely sounded like a recorder to me. Hold on. I don't think I was uh, aware of that. Let's see. This folder is empty. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, like... This episode's mostly villain shenanigans, and it's there. It exists. Yeah. There's maybe, like, five minutes of Cody figuring out how to do stuff. How to be a more compassionate person. I'm not sure what the moral was here. What the hell? Because, like... What was it? It was like he was upset that everybody wanted to go get ramen because they're like Blackmore Greymon guys. Yes. But then, but then he learned that ramen is good because the Digimon need to eat. Yeah, that was interesting. I um, I was kind of annoyed that like Daisuke gets mad at him for uh doing his school duty which like they still have to keep up their lives if they're not gonna tell everybody that they're the heroes of the digital world and like go and actually you know live there permanently and give up their lives as children they still have to do the things that are important to them but Daisuke gets mad about it but then when they're like oh let's go eat then Daisuke's like f yeah this is my life yeah I mean but again like that's Daisuke being portrayed as a child, which he is, so yes, yeah. Well, and I also thought that um, the 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 fact that like they kind of actually do need to to eat to be able to fight and stuff. So it kind of makes sense that they're needing to um, to do that, and that people need to learn that like you still have to engage in self care to be able to survive, no matter what is going on at a given time. So like to be a hero, you still have to feed yourself and, you know, stuff like that. Right. But, um, so why aren't they just, why aren't the Digimon just eating normally? Um, it yeah. Seems I like, also like bring along some snacks, you know, I mean like, uh, Yoli brings, bring, it brings along water. So like, why wasn't there snacks with the water? Yeah. You can't have know. water without snacks. Anyway. Um, Sorry, I'm listening to the beginning of the episode to see if I can hear the recorder. <laughs> it, it's there, I think. I don't know. It's, or, or it's just oh. off to an instrument. Yeah, nope, nope, you're definitely right. That is definitely a recorder. 
That's what I thought. I'm like, I know this sound. I didn't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first thing I noticed. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Because, like, the whole thing is, like, like, Cody gets upset that TK's like, we should have ramen. And Cody's like, no, we shouldn't. We should be doing the thing and saving the digital world or whatever. Yes. Yeah, and I understand why Cody's upset. But then I think he does kind of learn a valuable lesson that, like, you need to... Take care of yourself and others. Although it ends up that because they're eating, they don't really get a chance to get to the Holy Stone first. I mean, they get there at the same time. Well, not as Mami Mon and Arakinemon. Well, they're not the ones doing the destroying, though. I mean, that, well, in this case, they kind of are because Mami Mon, by hanging onto the stone, Pulls the ring off. I don't think that breaks the stone. I think that just made it glow. Glue? Glowed? Well, it it glowed. Yes, it glowed. It made it glue. Yeah, it made it glue. It made it really sticky. Glow, glue. (laughs) So the exact same thing I said. I don't know what's wrong anymore. Just just throw me away and get a new co-host. I didn't mean to. (laughs) No. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, the contract says otherwise. Again, with these contracts. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's uh, it's interesting that it's that easy to do. Why Black or Greymon wasn't just sliding these things off instead of attacking, but I guess well, it never occurred to him. Because it doesn't destroy them. Well, but it makes it so he can destroy them. I, I mean, I think you destroy it either way if it's on or not. Hmm. I think taking it off just made it visible to everybody so they could find it. Oh, I see. I just assumed, because he kept having to break the ring before, that the ring was, like, necessary for keeping the stone invulnerable. No, I think it's just an... It's like an Arfid shield, where, uh... It's like a what? An Arfid shield. An RFID? Oh, 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 okay. Where where it, it shields the signal... Ah, okay. It hides it. Yeah. It so that's it, like an se. off one, essentially, is what you're saying. Mm, no, different. Because it's not awful. <laughs> hey I'm not going to spell off one. A-W-F. Off one. <laughs> uh, but back to O2. Yes. Um, what about O2, really? <laughs> Well, Co- so Cody actually, learns to be less of a hard ass and thus he can jogress. Yes, functionally that is what happens. Um yeah. Also I'm I've been thinking this for a while and I hadn't brought it up. I think Mummymon looks younger in his bandages than he does in his weird hat and coat. Yeah. I feel like he should look older. Um Oh. Um, also this episode was extra short on plot because they spent so much time bothering to put like the failed Joe dressing over and over again. It was twice, but yes, I feel like it was twice too many times. There was a lot of stock footage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also oh. when the, hmm? the Digitamamon came back, but it's a different one. Yes. He runs the restaurant. I guess all Digitamamon run restaurants. He's the nurse joy of the digital world. Yes. And Officer Jenny? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I just like Digitama Man. Digitama Man's cool. I'm into him. Uh, when the, when, um, I have two things to say. One, when Mummy Man was licking the, um, Chinese soup and the, it started to like boil up and explode, I thought we were going to have a soup monster and I was actually kind of excited about it. Um, <laughs> and then this episode continued. Yeah. And the other thing is that it says that people who drink the Chinese soup without, uh, permission will be punished but finding the holy stone doesn't punish arakinamon and mamimon it it's what they want they want to find the holy stones they want to get them destroyed so i feel like this soup pond has failed because that was not a punishment that's exactly Uh what they wanted Uh it's (laughs) us the um viewers who are being punished Sure. I don't know if I really have anything else to say about this episode. Um, the only thing I have to say is that Joe Gressing appears to be basically couples therapy because everybody who Joe Gresses gets along a lot better and understands each other. Oh, I thought that was a bad explanation, but <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yes. Um, yeah, because TK and, and, um, Cody, that's his name. Yep, yep. Talk about it. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's how that works. Like, I don't think Joe Gressing did that. I think the experiences that got them there did that. The power was in you all along. Well, no, I mean, the power of just being trapped in the dark ocean world together did that, I guess. Mm, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess afterwards and after that, you, you there is, I guess, an additional sense of feeling required to you know, know more about the person or whatever, or not necessarily get along with them better, but to hang well, out with you, them more, which would have the side effect of it. Well, although they say that the Joe Gressing, like, they think the same things, they feel the same things. And, like, people, when they're listening to music, they're wave... Uh, the waveform patterns of their brain start to match the music. So if you have a bunch of people in the same place, all feeling the same way, it's a really, uh, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good word, but like almost mystical experience where everyone kind of feels the same thing and you feel like you're one of many and you feel like a part of something at a very deep level. So maybe that's what's happening for them. So you're saying that, that Joe Gressing is taking an earbud out of your ear and giving it to your friend. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I, I, I'll accept that. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? No. I just have one thing to say, which is that the uh, dub made a really bad joke about MSG, and I was unhappy about it. Oh, did it? Yes. Okay. Um, Why were you mad about it? Did it portray it in like a negative way when it's not necessarily negative? Yes. Okay. So, anywho. Yes. Yeah, okay. MSG is fine. Hot take. 2018. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to recap the other? Um, um, no, but I'll do it. Okay. Thank you for your sacrifice. You're You're welcome. 
um, what is this episode even called? It is called probably really long title because Atman has really long titles. Um, it is election results. The hands of evil approach. Ari, Ari, Ari. I, I still will never know. Ari. Yeah, Ari. Exactly. <laughs> I, I said it wrong on purpose that time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, or in Japanese, um. Oh boy. Um Is our oh. little person broken or No, nah, I just don't want to do it. I'm just preemptively being lazy. <laughs> Interesting. Um You know what? Japanese person's gonna come in anyway. I'm not <laughs> even gonna try. Um So basically it it is a continuation of last episode. Where now it's time for idle election results, but it's kind of like um, parallel cut to Ray um, breaking into the L Corp building, which we've done before. He did it in the dark web. Now he's just doing it in the real world, um, and that's always exciting to see um, because it's generally pretty neat. Yeah. Um. So then there's that uh, in coronation with the election thing, and then before that. Um, uh, Ari's mom had left her a note on the fridge in the morning before she went off to work, presumably, to wish her daughter good luck. Uh, which they hold from showing until, like, a like, little bit in, um, which is a thing. But anyway, so they start going through the the election results, and they count from the bottom up, because I, that's how you build tension. That is tensionbuilding.txt. Basically. And it starts to get, you know, higher or lower and lower up to the top, whatever. Everybody's getting super nervous. And um, the voting app for, for this is Super Facebook, we learn, when when um, Hackman hacks it. Um, and then we get down to, like, the last one before the Nine Gods or whatever. And shock, surprise, Ari, Ari ends up getting uh, 10th place, which um, is... Actually, like in in regards to where she was before, and like the, the moving up is super good, but also still not the not one of the nine gods. But that's okay. Um, she goes up, gives a speech in character about explosive punching, all of the things. And there's a lot more there, but we'd be here forever. We talked about them all. Yes. Um. So afterwards, his mom, her mom, calls her and Kurt congratulates her. Which is a good moment, and then night comes in and ruins everything. Yeah, and is like a creepy stalker. Not, yeah, you know. night's the worst. Um, he invites Ari to a party, which um is just to recruit recruit her for uh for L Corp or whatever. She's like, nope, screw that, and jumps off the boat because no one expected her to ever think of that for some reason. <laughs> Um, and then the four ultimate Atmon show up. That's kind of the episode. I'm yeah. mostly just ending it because, like, I feel like my voice is getting super dry. And I'm just like, I want to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting. Um, I actually really like this episode. I actually did too, which I know you apparently think is super surprising. Um, 
You don't like Aerie, so yes, I do think that's super surprising. I don't like Aerie because they don't do a good job with her plot line, but I thought this time they did a good job with it. I think this episode's really effective. Yeah. Because I also basically teared up watching this again after I cheated last week and watched it before. <laughs> um, like, I, I do genuinely think the whole buildup of the... Um, of the election results is truly effective. Yes. Um, I agree. I think that um, it they, I, they also do a good job of showing her friends being like really supportive and everybody being really excited. You know, Astra and- is, is super second MVP this episode. <laughs> um, just because like, I feel like earlier on I complained about, well, I complain about how they ended up sharing a lot of episodes. Um, because there's the one, I think, where they both evolved in the same episode. Yes. Which wasn't the best. Um, but they also, like, they weren't, like, super friends before. But between last episode and this episode, I feel like they both grew more of an understanding towards each other, which they have shown, which I really like. Yeah. I thought it was really nice. And, like... um. They also, the, the like B plot of Ray going to find his brother in this building, it actually meshed really well with, um, the rest of the episode. So that was nice because they don't always do that very well. Yeah. I think it was a good thing. It was a, it was a good thing to, to kind of cut between, to kind of break the tension between the, t- between the two things. Yeah. Um, just because, um, the Ray thing, it, it, there's kind of tension to it, but I wouldn't like put it as such, but I don't want to say it was suspenseful either. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. It is the feeling when you're watching like leverage or mission impossible or whatever of the breaking into the building. Yeah, I think tension is a good idea. And also, I mean, sitting around watching if it had just this episode had just been like sitting around watching waiting for uh Ari to win or not win or whatever like that would have been pretty boring overall that's true yeah i mean yeah they they do it to pretty much have a passage of time so they don't have to go through all 470 yes i don't remember totally fair because that would be really annoying or, or just, like, cut up front, or to just, like, cut. They, they needed to have something in between to to have it yeah. still feel like the whole thing was being done. Um, But what else? Um, So I do like, I agree with the choice of, of they did not make her a nine god, one of the nine gods. They did give her the tenth. Yeah. Which... I'm pretty sure is more of like a Japanese trope than it is over here. To to kind of like not have the the true goal be to to have the true goal happen. Like I feel like if this was a cartoon over here, she would have probably yeah. been higher. And I think that's generally just a trope that that they do better in Japanese. Mostly, I think to like um, I love like sports anime. And manga kind of do the same thing where it's working towards like the regionals, the nationals or whatever. And in the end, they 
they don't end up succeeding fully. But then it kind of just makes the the point that it was about the journey and like the connections every way made if it's a team sport or whatever and things like that. And I think that is more effective storytelling. Yeah, because if they win all the time, it just gets annoying. But that's like what Americanism is. Like America has to be the best at everything. So our sports people have to be the best at everything, blah, blah, blah. And you just grow dependent on that. Right. So yeah, I'm glad they didn't do it. This is better here. As Esther yeah. says, it is the best 10th place. <laughs> yeah, that was cute too. Yeah, and seeing her friends support her was like a big deal. Yes. Um, also, like, I don't want to say the best part, but it's real good. When they first call her and she first get up, gets up and starts walking, it's it's like dead silent. There's no audio. Yeah. And then it takes uh, Dokumon calling out to her for then all of, like, the cheering to come in. Which was sweet. Then it's like, oh, her friends are talking to her. Yeah, I feel like that's a super real thing, though, where you're just like, it's like the shock of it. And then having just everything come back. I think it's really good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a really good one. I I have some things I didn't like about it, but for the most part, it was really good. And I was also glad that they didn't put her in the Nine Gods um, because she's not there yet as a character. Right. So it really would have been... It would have she like even she, acknowledged past yeah. episode. Yeah. That she's not there yet, and so I think that's important that she's aware of that, and they, you know, I, I think that really is a much better choice for kids' shows in general, because kids are not going to be perfect at everything, and right. they shouldn't expect to be, and I think, you know, teaching respect for um, the process of learning and growing is more important than showing kids that... I don't know that they're the people that they care about are winning all the time. Right. On kind of the opposite side though, I do like that they do bring up the issue with the voting app and they do shoot down that it's just because of that. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is a good move. Yeah. She earned this on her own. Yes. Um, so that was your, I'm, I'm glad they addressed that. So it just wasn't like a lingering thing. Or so, something that someone could come back to. Yeah. Be uh, like, well, you didn't earn it. Right. Um, and when her mom calls her, that's like both of the times where I lost it watching this episode. <laughs> that's cute. Um, because I think it's really good. I think Harry's mom's really good. We've seen her for a total of maybe like a minute total ever, but it was a good minute. <laughs> It was nice to see her supporting her daughter. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that whole thing is just, like, it shot really good. The cuts are really good. It cuts back to the Atmon question when she's walking up, which is a good touch. Yeah, well, because she's, as she's walking up, she's like, oh, wait a second. All of these people are smiling. I'm doing the thing I wanted to do. It's real good. I'm just surprised, like, both times I'm like, I'm like, this is really effective. And this is, like, produced really well. How did you do this, Atmon? I've seen your other episodes. <laughs> they put all their um, budget for plot into this one episode. That's fair. Um, 
and even like even like the ray the ray stuff was pretty good too yeah i felt like it was not to kind of just like push it to the side when when there's all this Ari stuff going on but the ray getting into the building like that was interesting stuff and as i brought up like they hack the voting app and find out it's just stealing all the personal data yeah which is interesting because i think that came up before um it's also super relevant to right now yeah, right now especially, which it wasn't wasn't exactly at the time. It wasn't as far, I would say. Like I think we're we're definitely closer to it than we were when this episode aired. Yeah, which is interesting. Um yeah. So I do like that part. Um because then he actually in, in encounters Leviathan too. Which maybe he should have realized the white room, the one computer in yeah, the middle was like, a trap, but hello. yeah, it's okay. Like maybe actually, I can see it either way. Like if I were to think of a person who would have that room, I would think it would be Knight's room. I guess because it's all white and stuff. Yeah, and he's just the worst. Um, that's kind of where the episode starts to fall apart. Well, he's definitely the worst because then he puts, like, tries to put the moves on Aerie and it's creepy. Super creepy. And it's just not working. Yeah. Which I think is due, I think, like, in the beginning, it's due to her more being oblivious than anything. Um, that's possible, yes. Because he's talking and she's just like, yeah, okay. Sure. You 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 talk about things. Yeah, I was a little concerned about what was happening for a bit. Um because it was pretty clear to me that he was about to sexually assault her. That's what I thought was happening. Um my mind didn't go there instantly. Um I guess in 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 retrospect I can see that. But I'm also like Hetman won't do that. Yeah, it's a kid's show, so I didn't think that was really going to happen, but it, all my personal alarm bells were going off, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I may have had that experience one too many times, so I was panicking a little bit for her, but everything's fine. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I guess I I did not have the the perspective to see that, I suppose. Yeah, which is good. I hope you never, ever have to. Or anyone else. Um, that that does make sense because he is creepy and he is a douche. So yeah, I, I see this now that you're explaining it to me. Um, but I was glad they didn't go that way because I would rather they didn't. Yeah, that not particularly for a kids show. No, not not into it. Um, what else was so? Then there's like the parallel when Ray meets up with the kids after Hackman gets them out of Leviathan stuff. They're like, guys, L is, L means Leviathan. At which point everyone should have been like, oh God, obviously. Why didn't we notice that? Yeah. Except they're like, oh God, that, that owns Ares idol group. We need to call her. Yeah. Which is good that their first thought is of their friend. Like, yeah. oh no, our friend. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, Oh, also, side plot, um, Eugen and Othman aren't here, and it's great. At all. They aren't there at all, yeah. Um, like, I like this, because then it's not about them. 
which it has been for the past while. Yes, frequently. But I'm also hoping this like also leads into like a B plot where we actually find out what's what's exactly going on with them. So I want to preemptively like it for where it may take us. <laughs> You're like just in case. Yeah. So while they're doing that, it cuts back to uh, Ari, who's on the boat with um, Un with Ry- Ryuji or whatever. Night, the worst, the worst night. <laughs> um, and she's got this super cute dress. It is. It is super cute. Um, I would totally love to see more of that dress. Same. It was real good. Also, I don't think I brought it up last time. But I think it's, I think it's odd that Aries' normal top is technically like a tank top thing or sleeveless. Wait, why do you think that's odd? I don't know. I I just always assumed it had sleeves. Oh. And then it didn't. And you were like, wait a second. I I, I just never realized she always was dressed in layers. <laughs> it's important to dress in layers. Yeah, but also wear shorts. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I feel like that you're not dressing for the weather in both in both extremes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I that's her outfit has always bothered me a little bit, but you know, eh, fashion is not something I understand, so Nor do I. But this outfit was really cute. Yeah, I was into it. But then we, we get rid of it because we have to we have to fight against the man. Literally. Yes, actually, literally. Because then uh, Knight reveals to Ari the same things that everybody else figured out. And he's like, <laughs> I'm personally scouting you to be a part of this. And she's just like, um, no. <laughs> I mean, it's more than that, because she takes off her shoes and stands on uh, one of those Which, like, chairs. Girl, just stand. Well, don't be respectful of this guy. He's That's her thing. She's respect. polite. She's not going to compromise her ideals for this man. I guess not, but you also shouldn't respect people who don't respect you. Uh, Respecting her own ideals. Okay, boss. Man, that was dismissive as all hell. (laughs) But anyway, she gives her speech of like, LOL, no, pretty much, is, is what it boils down to. Yeah. And then Knight's like, well, escape from all these dudes. And she's like, I got this. And she's like, all right. And then she goes back to get Dokuman and it's like, we're out of here. And then this is parallel to everybody going to find where Ari is, where they find out. They have some phone calls. They get the name of the boat. They do a Google search. And then the guys get in the swan boat of this season because it can't <laughs> be a Digimon season unless you have a swan boat. I, I was like, oh, my God, there it is. Yep, here it is. They did it. And uh and Astra and Taru have to pedal the entire time. Which is kinda good. It, it was a good comedy gag. I was into it. Especially like when Haru's doing it and he's like texting um Eugen at the same time. It's a super good shot. Uh I guess. I, that wasn't my favorite shot, but I thought it was I thought it was real um it was a good uh juxtaposition of just like how fast, like, the bottom half with the feet were going, and he was just, like, so okay. careful typing. Yes, okay, that part was funny. Yes, that, that was the exact part that I was referring to. Okay. I thought that was a good visual gag. Yes. 
That was cute. Although it always makes me sad because he, he likes him so much, but he's very clearly a robot person or something and is going to end up killing him, probably trying to kill him. Probably. You say uh, that like you know what's going to happen. That makes me angry. I don't. I told you like a million times. I forgot. I know I you don't believe me. don't but believe you. I really do not. I feel like you should believe me more when I freely admitted to watching like the first half of this episode early. Like I feel like I should have I should have built some some good faith for you some to believe me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But then back on the boat, it's Knight's like, Well, how are you how are you gonna escape? And Larry's just like, I'm gonna jump off. And everybody's like, oh, I didn't think of this. <laughs> like, guys, come on now. Don't be dumb. Obviously that's what she's doing. Yeah, like I I, I don't know why it's a surprise. I don't know either. It seems like it shouldn't have been. But it's also kind of badass? <laughs> mm, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It, it felt very, like, action movie trope. Uh, yeah, definitely. She's leaping off into space. Well, she's, like, doing the thing where, like, she jumps on, she jumps onto, like, the, the railing of it. She, like, turns around and gives a smirk to Knight. And then just kind of jumps out of it backwards. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she saw her friends down there or not. No, I don't. Well, I, I'm not sure. It could go either way. But at that point, it's like, it doesn't even matter. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, she's just like, nah, you can't cage me. Um, And then the four whatever Digimon show up. Yes, the ultimate whatevers. The, the D&D party shows up. Pretty much. I, my headcanon is that they're a D&D group. We'll see how that goes. Probably poorly for them. Rocks fall, everybody dies. Oops. Problems. Um, And that was that, man. Yep. I really like the first half of this episode a bunch. <laughs> I mean, the second half's fine. It's just not as good. Yeah. It's still pretty good, though. Just not as good. Yeah. It... Yeah, the, the emotional stuff was real strong. And then when they go back to just, like, action and stuff, it's like, but you were doing so well with the emotional stuff. <laughs> you should try being emotional more. Yes, they definitely should. Because they did a pretty decent job with this, so. Yeah, it was real good. The fact that it was built up, too, it was, it was like a, a two-parter, also really helped it. Yes. I mean, along with the fact that, like... Harry has been an idol since the beginning, and we've slowly got more information about that throughout till it finally, like, got to its climax in this episode, which is super cool. Well, I don't know. Is this really the climax? Because she's uh, presumably going to get even better. Well, for this series, I think. Mm, okay, yeah. Because if it's a yearly election, I don't think we're going we're gonna to loop around to another year. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. I think this is the the thematic climax of of Ari's idol arc. She's never going to get any better than this. That's a little depressing. I I honestly think it's going to get pushed to the side for the main plot now, since we're coming up on like the the final dozen or so episodes. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. I hadn't thought about that because 
Adman's only like a 50 or 52 episode series and we're getting close to 40. So, I mean, I would think just based on previous knowledge of, of shows or whatever that I think they're, they're wrapping up any of like the, the personal character arcs to then kind of be ready to hit the ground running for like the final confrontation stuff. That's what I think at least. I have no idea. It seems reasonable. Like, I think after this, I don't think there's going to be a lot of idle stuff after this. Um, though, like, in my heart, I'm kind of worried that since um, Leviathan owns the idol group, that they could totally just fuck everything over about this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's in the back of my mind. Well, and hopefully it doesn't happen, but it might. That's why I kind of hope we're just kind of done with it now for this season. I guess you'll find out. I will. I I, I, I can't feasibly watch ahead to figure it out because I'd have to just watch <laughs> the remainder of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be fun, though. Yeah. At- Atmon has reminded us that it's good. Yeah, I was going to say, if they keep this up, I'd be happy with them. Yeah, this is real good. And again, like I, I, I super like that. In, like, the previous 35 episodes, here and there, they've kind of, like, shown us into what Ari has been doing in her idol stuff to kind of make it more po- poignant. Poignant? Poignant. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've done a pretty good job of that. This is, like, an honest-to-truth real character arc that happened. <laughs> we don't... We haven't been getting too many good ones of those recently. Yeah. Why are they, like, always... Maybe they just favor Ari in the show. Maybe. Because she gets a couple. Like, she gets the one with uh, when her single gets released or whatever. From way back when. Yes. Um, She had that food review thing that continued on. Yes. Um, There was the training thing with Coachman. Coachman came back this episode. That was, was real say, good. It was nice to see him. Yes. Coachman should be around more. I really like him. But I'm also still always down for for Ray leveraging a building. <laughs> Which I've never watched Leverage. I hear it's I hear it's a good show. I don't know what that is. It's a show about heists. Hmm. Well, if it's anything like that, maybe it's good. I'd be into it. I just haven't had the chance to watch it. I'm bad at actually watching media. I am also. But I have a new series to watch. Um, the Marvelous Ms. Maisel. I'm into that. Yeah? What, what is what is that? Uh, it is a show on, I believe, Netflix um, about a woman in the 50s who uh, her... She does everything the way she's supposed to do it in her life, exactly how her parents want, more or less. And then everything falls apart, and she ends up becoming a comedian. I think I saw a preview for this somewhere. It was It's good. I really like it. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really had to say about this episode. Um. I don't think so. It was just good all around. I definitely preferred this one over the other one. Oh, yeah. It's not a competition of which one's better this week. No. Not even a little bit. Uh, which is 
fine, I guess. I mean, yeah, kind of just looking over my notes, just like, there's that. It was mostly like Arokinimon and Mummymon just having shenanigans for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then yeah. there was four minutes of Cody learning to be less strict to then better jive with TK's freeness so then they could DNA Digivolve or whatever. Yes. And that that was it. Yes. Which is fine. But like they even had like episodes to build it up and like they they didn't, I don't think. Um you mean for for season two? Yeah, for the Jugress. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they had Cody do things last episode, but like they didn't I don't think they they helped get to the final <laughs> Not really, no. I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. I think this episode wasn't bad. It just wasn't their best it was, episode. It was fine. Yeah, it was okay. Like I, I still overall think the Black War Greymon arc is fairly interesting, even if the single episodes aren't necessarily good. Yeah, I could agree with that. It seems like um Having like a, a plot thread for them to like continue to follow is has been good for O2. Yeah. And not um not something we always see in Digimon. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything I have to say. Um, Atman was real good. It was. It was. Actually, I, um, watched it with, um, some friends and, uh, and they were, I was like, this is probably the best episode of this I've seen. <laughs> so I was really happy that that happened to be the one that I picked to share with people. Yeah. The like, I feel I feel like you need all that other context for the beginning to really make sense. Well, it didn't take me that long to explain it. That's fair. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I think we're good. Um, you can find this show on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there's links to all of the things. Um, you can listen to my other show, Journey Through the Decacast, at journeythroughthedecacast.com. I, I realize maybe not everybody would know how to spell that, but it, it's it's just how you think it's spelled. It's just D-E-C-A for DECA, and then you just add cast at the end of it, because then it makes a podcast pun. This uh-huh. is the thought process that, that was gone through for this. <laughs> um, yeah. Haikumi. Um... We didn't talk about this part too much, um, but this is a, a tribute poem. Uh, Faithful Dune Buggy, best character this season. Rest in peace, my friend. Really? The the Dune Buggy's best character? I, I feel like. Okay, that's fair. He's probably <laughs> the best villain we've had. Yes, definitely. But uh, character is three syllables and villain is only two. Oh, uh, okay. Um, the Digivolution is one of the nine gods. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. And good time. And goodbye. And stop.